Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing 2021 edition, the weekly podcast supported by you, where no matter what happens, no matter how long it seems that 2020 will remain with us, despite our best attempts to put it behind us, we're still just going to find the things, the things, the things they still happen. They do. And we are here for you. Yeah. Sorry, we we didn't get to you fast enough. 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, uh, 2020 <laughs> refusing to die is a, a little bit of a thing. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been considering 2021 to be a refurb, not a new year. Just yeah, I've put in a petition box. to delay all Happy New Year wishes <laughs> at work and and whatnot till February first. Uh, Lunar New Year, you can do Lunar New we'll Year. We'll see. Right? There you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Because now That'd I'm just good. like what. People are like, Happy New Year. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's March Let's try 319th. This again. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I think Lunar New Year is a good chance for everybody to just go, all right, all right, all right, all right. Start over. Starting over. Here we go. You're yep. the ox. Let's go. <laughs> uh, hey, so um, I've got uh, a thing acknowledgement, uh, yeah. a thing that definitely has been a thing for several months, although it's not that old. I think it only traces back to mid-2020, maybe mm-hmm. even as late as September, depending on who you ask. Uh, it's the meme, how it started, how it's going. Yeah, totally. And it's that meme still going. Going so hard and get, and really just getting better and better, like more sophisticated, so clever. A little I, on the nose sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I've used it myself. Have you used it? No. I need to. I've used it yeah. in my mind. And I've used it verbally like a joke, but <laughs> a I haven't actually made meme. one. Mind meme. Uh, but yes, yeah, if you haven't seen it, and I know you have, it's basically just a hilarious before and after. Or what, not hilarious. Like what <laughs> yeah, depending. What what I didn't realize week. is it started apparently back in September, according to fastcompany.com, uh, as a relationship meme. It was not funny. It was, you know, oh. this is how we started text message exchange, and this is how it ended, how it's going. You know, there were different versions of it, but it was like, let's check in on our relationship. And most of them were positive. Like, mm-hmm. we started in this cute way, and now we're, you know, hugging or dancing or whatever. And then, of course, it quickly, because of the internet, became like, you know, how it started, the couple on their first date, how it's going, uh, one of the partners with a dog and nobody else because it ended right uh but Mm. then it very quickly became sort of a a checking in on 2020 like it got subverted to mean like how it started in the year and how it's going now yep totally (laughs) now i'm sorry now i'm scrolling through them and it's amazing and of course there are some from this week and it's all banana pants and but yes it was big enough this is this is perfect like thing acknowledgement is perfect for this because it is now just ever, everywhere. It's everywhere. Didn't, didn't want to miss this one because nope. it, it's pretty, it's pretty ubiquitous. I'm, I think it might stick around. I think it might have a long life. Like oh, I just think kind so. of it's bubbling so under useful. for useful. Yeah. Yeah. 
You can use it for everything. It's fantastic because it turns out time always passes. (laughs) It may not seem like it, but then suddenly it does. And then suddenly it does. And so you can also I just was like looking through some of them on Twitter, the how it's going, how how it started, how it's going. And then I just came across a tweet that says the day of judgment is so close. It's scary. I don't want to I don't want to be on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, stop that. Uh, I closed it. (laughs) I I do think that this is this has got the adaptability, like you say, because time always passes Mm -hmm. and it's not too of its time. Right. Like it's kind of generic how it started, how it's going, because it started as relationships and then was adapted to other things. I think that will give it longevity as a thing. Absolutely. The only and the only reason I haven't done it, honestly, is because I'm too lazy to look up the pictures. It does take a little work. It takes a little work. Yeah. It's kind of like making a meme. You have to be in the moon. In the moon? You have to be in the moon. (laughs) You have to be on the moon to make this. Did we not mention that? That's sort of a that's sort of a crucial part part of of this. Only works in low gravity. (laughs) Uh have to be in the mood and uh and and have the time. uh, Hilariously, the thing about time, you gotta have time for. Hey oh, how it's going. I didn't have any time to make this meme. (laughs) How it started, I don't remember. How it's going, I don't have any time then either. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that's pretty good. I am going to try, though. My family. Oh, dang it. You know what's a thing? <laughs> what? Food challenges. Food challenges? Yeah. Like, it started with the, like, there's the spicy food eating contests, like the hot chip challenge, which we did at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, like, the hot sauce challenges, the, you know, which that's all, like, that hot wings show. Um, right, right. But then there's like a thick water challenge where you're supposed to try to drink thick water. Thick water. Which is like this viscous like water. water. <laughs> it literally just tastes like water, but it's really, it's viscous. Like it's more viscous than regular water because there, there are viscous? people who have a thing called dysphagia. It's like thick, like slimy. Yeah, but what makes it slimy? I'm I don't know. fascinated. Some weird, some weird, I had no idea. Like, chemical in there. It smells huh. like baby powder. We had to do that one at Christmas, the thick water challenge. But then oh, it was like kind of disappointing. Add something to it to make it yes, thick, so to that make you don't it more. Yeah, yeah, it slows down the flow rate of liquids. Huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So you don't choke so, on it. Oh. So we had to do the thick water thing. All right. Which cool. was kind of a letdown. So then we had to pivot to spicy foods. Then there's a chicken nugget challenge that we had to do for my brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. This has become mm-hmm. like the whole thing. And then now apparently there's a saltine one where you have What's to try the to eat. One? This one we're going to try on Sunday because it just seems like your basic thing. You just have to eat, sounds innocent, six saltines in a row with no water. Oh, which that's one of those classic like six saltines. No problem. problem. And then pretty soon you're just like, all the moisture has been removed from my body via my tongue. Yeah. It's like the, Um, uh, the classic like fold this paper six times. And then yes. you're like, of course I can. But then that's, you want you get to. Yeah, right. That's like exactly what I was thinking. And so even though so ironically, I say all of that, even though that's not my actual thing, because I was like, I want right. to try this my actual setup, thing. Folks. Right. Yeah, this is just the setup. This is just a bonus thing um, because we're going to try the saltine one at Sunday dinner because we're a pod. And I was like, oh, I'm going to introduce my other thing, which is this viral trick that's been going around about how to open a pineapple. By like with your bare hands, like you tap it on the ground and then you pull the top off and then you roll it and then you tap it again. And then apparently you're supposed to be able to just sort of like pull out the chunks of pineapple nodule by nodule and they come out as like a little pineapple dart shape. That's genius. So they're chunk pineapple. Yeah. 
It's so cool. I so totally, you're breaking I the bonds between the little hexagons uh-huh. on the pineapple somehow yeah. by doing all this tapping and rolling. And rolling and stuff, which I huh. never like. I never even thought about the fact that pineapples are these little spears. And so you have to have a certain kind of pineapple, says Shara Marie, and that makes sense. Oh, really? There might hmm. be kinds of pineapples this wouldn't work on, perhaps. I don't know, but it, it so it appear it seems to have appeared around October, mm-hmm. and then it's everywhere. Like there's a whole there's now you know how we we joked about how there's like sub category TikToks. Yeah, there's straight up pineapple TikTok at this point. <laughs> also, one of my producers today told me there's witch talk. <laughs> he's like, well, I follow witch talk, like the witchy version of TikTok. And he's like, witch talk says there's going to be a lot of upheaval from January 6th to the 11th, but then it will get better. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> witch talk. Anyway, there's pineapple twi- TikTok now and like everybody's trying. It's really funny to see the Hawaiian people do it. They're like, well, I live in Hawaii. I better try. Oh, because that's not something. Because I was, I was almost suspecting. Like, I bet you know people in Hawaii already know how to do this, because it's it's the thing there. Because they got so much pineapple, some, but yeah, apparently some not. may, but definitely a mm-hmm. lot of Hawaiians posted TikToks being like, "I guess I got to try this." Anyway, well, I yeah. don't think they they actually grow pineapples a lot in Hawaii anymore. It's one of those things where they used to, and now mm. they have to import their pineapple. Yeah, I don't know, man. I gotta. I don't know that much about the pineapple market, the pineapple economy. But that so is you have to funny. tap it on the ground. I'm watching this. I'm fascinated. This is amazing. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. pull the top off, tap it on the ground, roll it. Kind of like you would, you know, roll like a lime to get it the juice mm-hmm. going. And then tap it on the ground again. And then All right. just um, sort of twist and pull the little spears right out. Waiting for somebody to do a, the science behind the pineapple hack. This is great. I love yep. it. So wonderful. It makes me want to go buy a pineapple now. Try this. I know. Totally. I can't wait to try it. Along with my saltines, apparently. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, my next thing is definitely a thing. It started in Oct- uh, in 2019, I think. Okay. Uh-huh. Might have roots before that, but it, it really took off on, on YouTube. It's random play dances. And it's okay. even survived into the pandemic, which is why I think it's totally worth mentioning. Random play dances, uh, they're two big makers of them, I guess, or popularizers of them. Uh, one is called Goto, a, uh, a K-pop uh, channel on YouTube, K-pop YouTuber, uh, and The J. And they they both have different styles of this. Uh, the Goto one is the more accessible. That's where Goto goes to... Uh, a conference, like a con, you know, and sets up an area <laughs> where people stand on the sidelines and they play snippets of K-pop songs. And all K-pop songs, if you don't already know, have a dance that goes with them. There's choreography <laughs> right. tied in to the song. And so they'll play the snippet of the song. And as soon as people recognize it, if they know the dance, they run out together and there's like, you know, 30 people out there and do the dance until it ends, then there'll be a countdown. Five, four, three, two. Next song plays. If you know the next one, you stay out there. If you don't, you you bail and somebody else comes in. And it is fascinating to watch. I bet. But the wait, go- so then are people doing these challenges at home now? So 
this is the this is the timeline. The go-to one was just like, hey, anybody wants to do this, it's fun. I'll play the music, set up the rules, kind of do a workshop so you get the idea, and then everybody have at it, and I'll film it and put it up on my YouTube channel. The J does like competitions where they have teams mm. and they'll alternate, and it's you know it's 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 got a little more stakes to it. Uh, but since the pandemic, what they've been doing, the J particularly, is sending the mixes to people and having them record themselves dance at home. And then they bring them back together and edit it all together so that they're all dancing with each other separately on on the video. This is adorable. I'm watching the videos. I like, I like people who it it really is like totally mesmerizing, mesmerizing. And I love the people who are on the sidelines who are like, I think I might jump in here and pretend that I know, but no, I don't. Or I'm yeah, in the back. Bell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then oh, you, if you watch it long level. enough, you'll start to ha- pick your favorites. Like, oh, she's always really good. Yeah, she seems to know a lot of them. Oh, that guy's got moves. Yeah. Uh, this this one, not so much. <laughs> yeah, you can oh, get out of there. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. There's a BTS only version mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. J. Yeah, this is fantastic. All right. I choose to believe you because you are the expert on all things K-pop and K-pop is the Ur thing that <laughs> will never not Among the two of us, I am the expert on K-pop. Among the two, it's true. <laughs> Occasionally, I will drop the name of a K-pop band and sound incredibly hip. <laughs> Sometimes she'll do it twice. Uh-huh. Which um, is the name of Okay. I don't know how... I know this is widespread enough to have some really incredible videos on YouTube and TikTok. And I don't know how widespread it is as a thing, but I just found out that colorblind glasses exist. Mm-hmm. That literally colorblindness can be corrected by glasses, which I guess should have seemed obvious at the time, but that they are a thing. And they must have, I don't know, sometime in the relatively recent past become pretty affordable. But so then they have all these videos and the videos are incredible of people putting on colorblind glasses and being able to see colors. And it's like the greatest. Yeah. Now, I it's, think it mostly like works for red, green colorblindness, not all because there's a there's multiple forms. Red, green is the most common right. one. So this is going to work for most people. There are glasses for blue. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Look at that. Blue color. Yeah. TP08. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. I would say, like, if you need a pick-me-up, I don't know why you would. Everything's fine <laughs> everywhere around yeah, you. We're not trying to imply that there's anything I wrong. I say, like, literally sitting here massaging my chest. Like, this is fine, right? The fact that it's just sort of hurting right now. Anyway. Yeah, that pressure, um, that just means you're excited about life. Just fired up just because of things being <laughs> so up. great. <laughs> so great. But so, yeah, if for some reason... You need a little uplifting content in your life. You got to watch videos of people seeing color for the first time by putting on these like relatively, you know, $100-ish glasses, maybe even less. And it's just like, it's incredible. I just, I feel like so happy that this exists as a thing and uh, also as a thing. Yeah. Yeah. See what I did there? I do. I do. I guess uh, some of them, I mean, they can be, they're not, they're not cheap. Let's see. One of them, they, the one they say is affordable is 108. And they yeah, go I guess to they're like cheaper than the prescription ones that everybody used to have to get. Right. Is the, what, yeah. the, what the pitch seems to be here anyway. I um, had no, I mean, I really had no idea. Of course, my child was the one who showed me these videos. He was like, oh yeah, this guy, like he's so, he's so excited. He got colorblind glasses. And then there, there were like a whole ton of them on TikTok, people getting these glasses. 
Yeah, I first learned about these not that long ago, like maybe three or four months ago, because uh, I think Blair Bazarich, who's, who's colorblind, uh, hosted This Week in Science, was talking about that. And I was like, that's a real thing. So thank you for confirming that that's a real oh thing. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you've also heard of it, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely got to be. But yeah, I mean, there's like one with, you know, the this guy, they give their dad one and it has 10 million views on YouTube, 3 million views. Like, it's pretty... I love this. Like, I just love that this exists. I'm looking for when this was. That was 2016. So they've been around. But it seems like everybody all of a sudden is just starting to be like, wait, this is a real thing? You can yeah, totally get Bursting these? into consciousness. Hmm, which Folks, is exactly the science behind thingitude. Some people say we're doctors. We, we can't comment on that legally. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you want to consider this episode a prescription, we're not going to be able to stop you. You're free to do what you want. And you could say it started with you feeling sad and then you learned about rolling pineapples to open them, had a delicious <laughs> pineapple, watched some random play dances and started to put a smile on your face and then mm -hmm. saw people put on colorblind glasses and cried with joy and how it's going is you feel a lot better. Oh, look at you. You, sir, are an artist and this <laughs> podcast is your canvas. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, Dr. Artist, Bravo, Tom sir. Merritt. Bravo. We just wrote a prescription for you. Uh, we did. We yeah. actually really did. Yeah. That is the only prescription we are even remotely <laughs> qualified to write. But frankly, I think it's a winner. Producer Rich is like, Tom just wrote the show description. Yes, totally. <laughs> Let's transcribe that later. Uh, all right. Uh, the only thing missing from this prescription is a chaser of Fordo. Uh, uh -huh. But we've got that for you. Fordo wrote in and needs to talk about language. Fordo says, was that as hard for you all to read as it was for me to write? Below is a screenshot of a text exchange between my nephew and me, not between me and my nephew. Here's the text exchange. <laughs> Loved Dairy Girls. Watched it twice. They were on a special New Year's edition of the Great British Baking Show at the beginning of the year that was fun to watch. It came onto Netflix a couple of weeks ago if you're interested. Oh, that's good to know. Me and my dad watched it and really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And she just can't, she can't, she can't live with this. Fordo says he's very smart and incredibly <laughs> well-educated, yet he still often uses me as the subject of a sentence in casual conversation, never in more formal conversation or writing, I don't think. I mentioned it to him, and he said that he's usually much better about doing that, and that he usually catches himself. I responded that the instinct to use me and my whatever is something I never I need to catch, because that <laughs> habit... And the instinct was practically beaten out of me completely over the years by teachers, especially English teachers, as I got older. I know the kids no longer have penmanship classes and that writing in cursive is hard for them if they mm -hmm. ever learned it in the first place because it's not really relevant anymore. I get that. I accept it. It makes sense to me. But isn't proper grammar and syntax timeless? I know mm -hmm. that language is a living thing and is always changing and evolving, but this feels like a bridge too far. Yet I hear this construction all the time among the youngins, even some younger millennials. Is this a thing? Like ponchos and gauchos and turquoise jewelry were a thing back in the day? <laughs> I'm kind of you. hoping you'll say yes, because then I'll have hope that this too shall pass, and I won't have to listen to it for the next 40 years. What the hell is up with this? Signed, a cranky Gen Xer who loved to diagram sentences in seventh grade. I'm dying. I mean, really? Fordo is incomparable. Incomparable. Yeah. Like this is the whole entire email 
is about this one construction, me and my blah, blah, blah. And listen, I've got my own, I've got my own bugaboos. This one doesn't bother me as much, although I definitely notice it. Uh, and I intentionally did it the other day and got heat from somebody because I was like, mm. it was just easier than with Twitter and the dot and the ad, never mind. Um, but I, I get really bent out of shape over fewer and less than. Oh, I do too. Because I actually, that's the same one reason of the Ford ones, was talking yeah. about because it was beaten into us by journalism teachers. Fewer is for number, <laughs> the amounts. Less yep. is like non distinct, but it's not a thing anymore. People are just now less is interchangeable with fewer. Just means, I know. I mean, I will say, I do think that this might be one of those things where it's not even a thing. I mean, uh, a loose approach to grammar. And of course, punctuation mm. and capitalization is a hallmark of the youngs right now, without a doubt. I think it might I don't always know. be a hallmark of the youngs too. They probably honestly. always will be. Yeah, I don't know if me and my dad is is like a very is a specific, you know, rebellion any no, more than everything just else be, just is. Yeah, one of the things that's currently shifting. Yeah, like ending <laughs> ending a sentence with a preposition. Well, when I was growing up was still kind of fading away as a don't, you don't do that. Right. And now it's not even. And now you, you wouldn't even bother to, yeah. why would you ever use the characters to try to correct that? It's a thing up with which you will put. I will say I drive my child crazy all the time by saying funnest. I can't <laughs> stop. And it just makes yeah. him insane. Also, uh, Andy Guest, the copy editor in chief of techtv.com always said spoken language has more casual rules than written language. Definitely. But I think that the one thing we can all agree on, as evidenced both by the Discord and Twitter, is irregardless. <laughs> For those who saw this moment recently, when they were watching the show that I uh, told my son should be referred to as Democracy, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. And it was hilarious to see the whole internet be like, I'm sorry, your argument is completely invalid for all of the reasons, including that it's completely invalid. But also you said irregardless. The end. Irregardless of your feelings. You said irregardless. You said irregardless. And you're done here. Uh, and also, I like and shout out to producer Rich for bringing the things together by saying that grammarians are the ultimate gatekeeper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Which is so I, true. I, 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 I'm. I don't want to go too far into it because I respect Fordo too much, but I do feel like the English is a living language. And yeah, the yeah. The, the way we speak now would horrify people from the 1800s who were without a doubt. Yeah. We love you, babes, but you're probably gonna have to live with that one. Yeah, sorry. sorry. More feedback. Uh, send yours to feedback at it's a thing dot me. Christopher wrote in on a possible 2021 thing. Another part of the vaccine barbecues in heels watching the Olympics while working out parties or thing. <laughs> <laughs> will be the return of live music. Assuming mm. all goes well enough for people to feel okay about congregating indoors again, there will be a massive renaissance of live music on every scale, from the full stadium concerts to the joys of clubs and jazz bars. I personally uh, will not guarantee that the first time I get to sit and drink overpriced whiskey in a Chicago jazz bar or that my band is playing at a coffeehouse gig, I will not have tears rolling down my cheeks. In fact, he says, a lot of musicians are going to have to deal with those moments when significant parts of their crowds are fussing. We miss our people and the contortions of stitched together performances shown on computer screens just don't give us the same effect. I am someone who gets to do it for joy. The people needing music for their living are going to erupt when they can. 2021 and 22 are going to be years to remember musically. 
I love yeah. that. We're talking about, you know, Europe and the United States <laughs> for the most part there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other parts of the world too, but I'm, I'm just thinking of my uh, nephew in Australia who's going to bars whenever he wants. Oh my God. I could really imagine. Um, I feel like it's going to be a long time before stadiums are packed, although I could be definitely wrong because people's behavior surprises me yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but I could really imagine small venue shows becoming way bigger. Mm-hmm. Not bigger size-wise. Because you want that intimate feeling of deal. being surrounded by people. Some people will will def crave that feeling right. of being surrounded by but people. But not like so, so many people. I could really see that. Yeah. Uh, Paul wrote in with a for sure thing that is emerging. Vaxies. People taking <laughs> selfies of themselves getting the COVID vaccine. <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah, that nailed it. Good job, Paul. I mean, also they have a name, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Ewan, I think, uh, needs a thing check. Mm. Can I get a thing check on pet fish? Chewy have been letting us down over the last few months, so I had to go to the big box pet store. Every time I've gone, there's at least one person in line with fish and tank. Could fish be the new house plants? I will keep an eye know. out. I I, I can't. We can't call that a thing at the moment. So we'll, we'll just need to gather some more data, which means yeah. other people write in. Feedback which means all of you guys, feedback at it's a thing dot me. Let us know. I mean, I could see fish become because the urge to get a pet has yeah, obviously sense, been huge. Right? And so maybe the people who can't have pets in their apartments are getting fish. Well, because that's also a thing of people being like, yeah, I wanted to get a pet early on in the lockdown, but now mm-hmm. I don't want to take care of it anymore. Mm. I know. I'm a little worried about all the pets. All right. I'm not going to bust kill us. There was, a, there was a duck. It. There was a duck in, in Oakland that got because let go by like who bought a pet duck. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Robert Young was telling me the story earlier. It's yeah. a happy ending. Duck's been saved. Everything's good. Fine. I'd save that duck. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eric needs help too. Uh, says season's greetings, Tom, Molly, and Rich. I think one of my winter favorites might be a thing. Hot buttered rum. Oh my gosh, Eric. <gasps> hot buttered rum is a perennial thing throughout blah, blah, time. Blah. Uh, anyway, Eric says, it's always been my family's preferred hot boozy drink, but outside of them, I don't recall anyone really talking about it. In the last few weeks, I've seen recipe videos, heard it mentioned in podcasts, and read multiple articles proclaiming hot buttered rum to be the superior holiday drink, which it is. Is this a thing or just the rum talking? Either way, <laughs> keep up the good work, doctors. See? No, he knows that we're doctors. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I did. I actually didn't think I was going to be shopping during this uh, episode, but now it turns out I definitely am rum? because, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just looking uh, up all the things that I so need good. to make yeah. hot buttered rum. I can tell you that the Every Day with Rachel Ray episode at Yumly has one star, so I'm going to close that tab right now. Manny uh, writes in on a person thing. Oh my God, you're so right. And says, mm. I mean, of course, right? Obviously, Manny is right. But he writes in and says, is Hank Green a thing? Hmm. He has a large following on TikTok based on his platform of explaining sciencey things. I can't really sell him better than that, but you have to check it out. He also hosts Blog Brothers on YouTube. Is this just my filter bubble or is he a thing? I, I think what Manny may be onto here, because Hank Green's been a thing for a long time. The Green yeah, but he's a br- thing the Blog now. Brothers have been, mm-hmm. been huge. They write books and movies and all kinds of stuff. But Hank Green on TikTok doing sciencey explanations might be the latest Hank Green thing. Definitely. Makes sense. Definitely. Because honestly, again, where all things come from, my kid mentioned to him to mentioned him to me the Bingo, other day. Bingo, Manny, yep. you know. Like, Do you know who Hank Green is? And I was like the the VidCon guy? 
which is hilarious because I think, oh, only young people know who Hank Green is. But those young people are now old because those young people were young 10 years ago when Hank Green was first like on the scene. Totally. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, yeah. So, Manny, correct as always. Yeah. Yeah. Not like we didn't know. Uh, you definitely are earning your THD, Manly. Nailed it. All right, let's get to the shout-outs this week, as created by our producer, Rich Straffolino, and these shout-outs feature facts <laughs> and references to the number 11, because we now have 11 shout-out patrons. What? This is amazing! I know! Oh my goodness. It's going to be like pretty soon the shout outs are going to be like half the show. I yeah. love it. No, the, in, in, in 2040, it'll just be the shout out. People are like, oh, it's a thing. That show with the shout outs. And the, and the shout outs are themselves the thing. And so everyone <laughs> right? will be happy. It'll just be th- it'll just be shout outs from there on out. Yeah. You I'm, kids. I'm, I'm good with that. I love you kids. <laughs> All right. Here we go. 11 is the atomic number of the element Walter Ellie. According to. According to the new general catalog, object NGC-11 is a spiral galaxy in the constellation Mary Yen. A new one! Yay! In the Babylonian creation myth, Enuma Elise, the goddess Tiamat... Wait, hold on. I got the emphasis wrong. In the Babylonian creation myth, myth Enuma Elise, the goddess Tiamat creates 11 Joe Hoods to take revenge for the death of her husband, Apsu. A new one! In the anime series Code Geass, Lee Price is known as Area 11 of the Britannian Empire. Computers of the PDP-11 <laughs> series from Digital Equipment Corporation were informally referred to as Kevin Sill. <laughs> <laughs> On the seven-segment display of a calculator, 11 is both a strobogrammatic prime and a dihedral Eric Duncan. In Time Enough for Jake Woods When We're Old <laughs> by The Magnetic Fields, a lyric references when our pheromones go up to 11. <laughs> In cricket, a team has 11 players on the field. The 11th player is usually Gabrielle Cohen at the tail end. She is primarily in the team for her bowling abilities. In Igor Stravinsky's The Right of Brad Sparks, there are 11 consecutive repetitions of the same chord. The loony is a hendecagon, an 11-sided Louis St. Amour. <laughs> Eleven derives from the Old English endelufen, which is first attested in Bede's, Bede's late 9th century ecclesiastical history of the Mike Akins. I didn't know that Eleven derived from the ecclesiastical history of the Mike Akins. Huh? I had no idea, <laughs> nor would I, I ever have, were it not for this program. Oh my gosh, you guys are the best. We have so many shout outs now. This is amazing. It's just going to get so much more fun. Three new shout out members today. This is incredible. They will now join the pantheon of Lee Price, Gabriel Cohen, Brad Spock. I mean, this is incredible. Know their names, friends, for they shall be in the shout outs this weekend, all of the weeks. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys for supporting us so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You can become a member of It's a Thing. You can get access to our Discord and ad-free RSS feed and more at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And thank you to all of uh, all of those of you who support us. And keep those emails coming. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we I'm will. yelling at Rich for those hard Stop to pronounce words. <laughs> <laughs>
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.